0: Welcome to Burlington Baptist Church for this Good Friday service. Uh, this is Good Friday because we come here with mixed emotions as Christians. Uh, we're mourning the loss of a Savior and also mourning the loss of our sins for when he died he took our sins to the grave with him. And so we also have a spirit of joy today knowing that his death brought about our life. As we start the service would you pray with me? Dear God, thank you so much for allowing us to be here tonight as we look at your cross, as we remember how you were broken for us, as we remember the sacrifice that you did on the cross on Calvary. God, I just, during this time, want to reflect on the way that you have sacrificially loved us. May we celebrate that as we leave this place tonight. In Jesus' name we
1: pray. Amen. Amen. It was some of our young children from the children's department that was leading worship uh, at the very beginning. Wasn't that good? Wasn't that, yeah. Yeah. As Blake said, tonight is Good Friday, and uh, we do, uh, as Christians, kind of sometimes might have mixed feelings about it. But you know what? It's It's a great day for us because as we look at this, we remember that the story of Good Friday actually began in a stable. It was a young child that came into the world. And in history, from the beginning until that moment, expectation had been waiting. That child grew, and at 12 years old, he was in a temple. And the the religious folks were going, who in the world is this kid? He taught with one having authority. He exemplified the love of God. He was the Son of God, the only Son of God. I tell you, somebody said something about me going, I might do that a lot tonight. You just have to deal with it. We're here tonight to, to, to remember that and to remember what Jesus Christ did for us. He gathered those disciples in an upper room. He did amazing things. He did amazing things. He showed love and compassion. He healed. When you walked in here tonight, if you noticed on the floor, we put down some signs to give us in our minds to remind us of what he represents to us here tonight. And we're here to worship him. And I want to encourage you to do that. In this time, this next 45 minutes to an hour, I want you to reflect on what Jesus Christ did for you. You can take it personal, because it is. It really is. Lead us in a song, Chris.
2: Hey guys, we're going to sing some songs some songs that hopefully will bring us to a place where we can appreciate more tonight how much God loves us and what it meant for Him to do what He did for us on that Friday. We're going to start out with a song called uh, Amazing Love. And in the verse it says this, it kind of says a line and then it says a parallel. The first is about us and the second is about him. So it says, I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. I'm accepted because you were condemned. And I'm alive and I'm well. And your spirit lives within me because you died. but Then you rose again. So I want us to think about that as we sing. I want you guys to sing with me. This isn't a show. This is a worship service. So I want you guys to think about that, that the Son of God became man, and He felt the same hurts. He felt the same emotions that we would feel, and He loved us so much that He followed through with it for our sake.
3: Give and sing it out To make a wretch his treasure How great the pain of searing love The Father turns his face away As wounds which mar the chosen one
2: Bring many
3: sons to glory sin upon his shoulders. Ashamed I hear the mocking voice call out among the scoffers. It was my sin that held him there until in Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ, his death and resurrection. king would die Jesus, you are my King. Jesus, you are my King. Jesus, you you are my King. Jesus, you.
1: kind of nice to just stop isn't it just stop off of this crazy ride we call life and come in here and put our hearts and our minds upon the lord we focus on this story in the gospel and i you know i thought it was really cool as we were sitting there singing i'm thinking you know this is going on all around the world tonight this story changed the world folks it changed the world jesus gathered his disciples in the upper room they were going to celebrate this thing called the passover and they had a table there And the ending to this thing, I don't know that they've been told about it, but I don't think everybody really got it, really understood it until it all unfolded. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? He's the embodiment of God's love as we look at this cross. He's the Son of God, the only begotten, the light of the world. According to John's Gospel, let's pull that up there. Check this out. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God, and he was with God in the beginning. And through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light, true light that gives light to everyone that was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet, now follow this. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. Children born not of a natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son of God, who came from the Father. I love this part right here. I love this part. Full of, say it with me, grace and truth. Amen? Amen. 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 Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? Prophets had foretold about this. For years, they had waited for this Messiah to come. They said it was going to happen. Some even recognized that in Genesis, there was a prophecy of him. In the third chapter, the 15th verse... That he was going to come. They were anticipating this. Who was this Jesus? And then all of a sudden he shows up. And it wasn't quite what they expected. You ever show up in your life like that? You ever look for Jesus and all of a sudden he didn't show up just exactly like you had expected. He came to the world to show love. He performed miracles. He healed people. He was powerful, Troy. Unlike any man. Before or since, he was the only begotten son of God. Isaiah gave a prophecy in the 53rd chapter. Let's read that one. Who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and uh, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that would, we should desire. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. Do you want to see what God looks like? Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. We were in a little bit of a situation. I'm going to tell you about Jesus a little more in just a second, but I'm going to ask you to stand with us, and we're going to sing.
2: Let's worship together.
3: He became sin who knew no sin. He might be good his righteousness. Humbled himself, and carried the cross.
2: Because traditionally, when you think of somebody dying, that's not a hopeful thing. That's a sad thing. But in this case, it is a hopeful thing. So we have this opportunity to sing, All Our Hope Is In You. And that is a chance for you and I right now to think about where our hope lies. And I think for a lot of us, it's really easy to put our hope in several things. And that's, you know, nobody blames you for that. Nobody blames me for that. That's a normal thing to find our security. But if our security, if our hope is in God, that's a hope that never fails. So here we go.
3: All our hope.
1: question was, who was Jesus? The second question it is, who is man? Man was created in God's image, and God created this perfect place, and he wanted to be in fellowship with man, but in that creation, he gave man the freedom of choice, and we all know what happened, don't we? So the bond was broke. God created man to be in fellowship. The bond was broke. The fellowship was broke. We were the crowning jewel of that creation, by the way. Man was free to choose, and sin stained our lives. Romans 3.23 says, because all people have sinned and fallen short of the glories of God. Sin impedes our opportunity to connect with God. Scripture is clear that without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sins. In Jeremiah uh, 2.22, I found this in, in the, I use the God's word version of the Bible uh, when I just do my own reading, and it's a wonderful modern version, but look at what this says. Even if we wash with detergent and use a lot of soap, I will see the stains from your wickedness. It's a pretty deep stain, isn't it? Come on. We're stained. Many attempts have been made by mankind through the years to take that stain away and to break that bond between us and God to where we can connect We've done everything. We've offered sacrifices. We've had a law that we couldn't keep. The law, the Ten Commandments, we broke that. Attempts to be good, you know, karma. But no matter how good we are, it's not good enough. The Scripture teaches us that. Justification. Sometimes we justify what we do, don't we? Our sin. We try to do that. That ain't going to work either. We're in quite a quandary here, that would be the word. Some even try to wash their hands like Pilate. Remember that story? Pilate stood there, and he knew what was going on. He's watching this situation. He can't even find a fault in the guy, and he washes his hands of the situation, and some of us try to do that, don't we? There's been situations in my life I want to wash my hands of too, but you know what? God calls you into a situation, and sometimes we have to deal with it. Let your imagination take you with a moment. So here we have Jesus, the Son of God, born in this stable, the only begotten son of God. And we got mankind and we're broken and we're stained. And God sends Jesus to us to make that right. This is what we're looking at here tonight. It's the most important moment in history. One thing that I read this week said it was the axle of History. If you were to draw a line like this, if I had a blackboard and I drew a line and this was the beginning and we went all the way across and the arrow keeps going and we're at 2000, it's 2015, right? And we we were over here. If you were to look at all the things, and there's been a lot of great things done in this world. Man, we've done a lot of things as mankind, but the greatest thing that ever happened in history is right here, right here. It's when God reached down to man in this situation and said, I love you. It was a place where heaven met earth. There were three crosses on that hill. The religious people had already made their opinion and cast their opinion about the situation. The Roman soldiers sat over on another hill and was cussing and carrying on. I know that's country, but they were cursing, I think, is what it said. And carry it on. They were ignoring it. Women were weeping. Those that had followed Jesus, their world had just been tumbling down as a result of this. But oh no. And I can't talk about that because Sunday's coming. Amen. Sunday's coming. <laughs> Jesus is dying on a cross for the stained world and the sins of the world. For me. For you. He loved you that much. God loves you that much tonight. For God so loved the world, David. That's why this church was founded right here. Was to spread that gospel. And to share that good news. Lord knows this world is broken. But there's hope in this world. And tonight as Christ followers, as we gather in this place, we find hope. Hope. Sing that old song, oh, the old rugged cross, so despised by the world. It's got a wondrous attraction for me, for the dear Lamb of God, lift his glory above. And He came and did that for you and me. This is not a guilt sermon. This is the story of the gospel. When Jesus bowed his head, he said, Father, forgive them. He was showing his love for you and I. He was showing how much that he cared for each one of us. Some of them thought that we're standing around there, thought he was calling for the prophet Elijah to come back. I've often wondered what I would have done if I would have been there that that day. Where would I have been in that situation? you ever think about that but anyway jesus died on the cross paid the price paid the price for you and i pray with me for us lord you turned yourself in you felt the whip on your back you kept silent against accusations. You walked to a place of death and you breathed your last breath. Lord, you did that for all of us even though we were unworthy. The stain of the blood that you shed was for us, Lord. And We thank you for that tonight, Lord Jesus. It's in your name we pray. Bible says that the wages of sin are of death Romans 6 23 but the gift of God is eternal life see the story doesn't end on a down note it doesn't end on a down note listen to this song and sing it with him pray these words as we sing together I hear the Savior say
3: thy strength He weakness, what she pray finding me thine all in me that all I know Jesus paid
1: For that tonight? When we come face to face with our own stains, we join with all who have cried out to Holy God. And on a night 2,000 years ago, Jesus answered that cry. He paid it all on the cross. These stains were yours and ours, and He loved us that much. We remember Him tonight. We're going to share together here in just a moment something that Jesus implemented. Uh, before he was crucified, when he had those guys in the upper room. They ate a meal and he said, he took the bread and he said, this is my body. And it's broken for you. And as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. After he did that, he took a cup, and he passed it around, and he said, this is the cup of the new covenant, the blood that's shed for you. When you do this, remember me. I grew up in a Baptist church. We had a table down here, and it said, this do in remembrance of me. That comes out of Luke's gospel. And tonight, we're going to take communion. We're going to do this just a little bit different, probably than what you've done before. But in Isaiah scripture, it says, by his stripes we are healed. He was bruised for our transgressions. And tonight as we walk the aisle and we come forward to take communion, I want you to get rid of the junk. Jesus did this so that we could get rid of the junk. And Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. I can't hardly wait. I'm going to ask you to come out. We're going to have an usher that's going, to, that's going to guide you. We're going to start at the back as we come and take Holy Communion together. I want you to do this tonight. I want you to do it reverently, quietly, prayerfully in your hearts. As you come from the back, as those guys direct you, you're going to come down and as we walk this aisle, if you're on this side, you're going to go to this station. If you're on this aisle, you're going to go to that station and take the Lord's Supper together and then go back on the sides and go back into your aisle where you came from, okay? Will you pray with me as I ask God's blessing, stand together, as we ask God's blessing, as we take the Lord's Supper and remember tonight what he did for us. One thing I want to share with you, we have unleavened bread. There's stripes on this unleavened bread. That's the way it's made. Symbolically, by his stripes, we are healed. We have grapes tonight. Instead of the juice, we have grapes. When we take that grape, remember that he was bruised for our transgressions. Amen? After we pray, you can be seated until the usher comes and directs you to come forward. Pray with me. Father God, what can we say? We stand here tonight, Lord, in amazement of your love for us. God, you've made it so simple. Even though it wasn't simple for you, it was simple for us to just confess our sins to you, Lord. And you said you would forgive us. It almost seems too good to be true. We have a room full of people here tonight that know it is. And we celebrate that by taking Holy Communion together, Lord. We thank you for what you did on that cross. And may you bless this time as we come together and as we come forward as families, as individuals, with friends, and we come to the table, Lord. Bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. you Tonight, I hope that you've been encouraged. Did I tell you Sunday's coming? Amen. You will be encouraged on Sunday. We've talked about this stain tonight, this stain of sin. And we've talked about the scripture that Jesus came, that that could be removed and the guilt could be removed from our lives and we can trust in Him. As you exit tonight, our ushers and greeters at the door have this little card. And I would like for each one of you to take one of those cards home with you tonight. On that card are the scriptures that talks about this story from Friday to Sunday. And I want you to go home if the Lord leads you. And I want you to turn that card, I want you to get it out, I want you to get your Bible out. And I want you to read those stories. Will you do that for me? And read the stories of what Jesus did for us. This could be a great opportunity For us as parents to tell our kids this story in a one-on-one. Be a good time for us to be encouraged to know what Jesus did for us, okay? So as you leave, don't forget that, get that card. Our services are going to be on Sunday at 8, 9, and 10.30. I said that right, didn't I? You got it. Okay. We want you to come back. If you're a guest tonight, we hope that you've been encouraged. And Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. Stand with me and we're going to be dismissed. Father, we stand in the shadow of the cross tonight. It's amazing what you did for us, Lord. Friday wasn't the end of it. Because tonight the tomb on this door behind me is closed, but when we walk in here Sunday morning, it's going to be a different story. And because of what you did, Lord, the baggage that we walk in here with tonight, we don't have to carry that. We can give it to you, Lord. And so, God, as we leave here tonight, may we be encouraged to know that you loved each and every one of us. And there's not one sin that you haven't already died for. Thank you for your grace, Lord. Thank you for your grace on me. Give us safe traveling mercies home. Bless each family that's here tonight, God. As we read the stories for the next three days, I pray Holy Spirit would speak to each one of us. And we could see it in a new light, in a new fresh meaning. As I know only you can do. We pray it in Jesus' name. And all God's people together said, are dismissed.